Welcome to episode 62 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. As a church, are we more purpose-driven or need-focused? Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. In our last series of podcasts, we talked about mistakes it's easy to make when you're building a team. And I want to take that to the next level. I want to talk about four errors to avoid in building a church or building your organization. I think some of the principles would apply. And the first thing I'd like to talk to you about is being need-focused instead of purpose-focused. Have you ever been in church life and seen somebody that seemed to be very faithful and grounded and yet down the road somewhere, they got into a tizzy or even caused division because of having such a strong opinion or idea about something. I'm not talking about even a, a doctrinal issue, but just something of the way things should be done or, or uh, you know, the color of the paint or whatever it may be. Have you ever wondered about, like, how could that happen? Isn't that, that's unsettling to me. Is it not unsettling to you? I don't think it should be the norm. And, and I've wondered if we've not contributed to that DNA, that there's something that's in the soil that is reproducing itself that we actually don't like. Maybe without realizing it, we've developed that by actually making people think somehow that they are the center of what we're doing. And that translates to their opinion or their ideas being the center of what we're doing. And I think there's a fine line here. And uh, that's why I think it's important for our spiritual GPSs to be really tuned in. Let me just share something that happened with me uh, many years ago, early in life. Uh, Penny and I were first married. We were not in the ministry yet. I was studying for the ministry. And uh, one day I was sitting in our little apartment on the couch, uh, just confessing the word of God over my body. I had some symptoms, like cold symptoms, and I just said, Lord, you know, I just thank you that by your stripes I'm healed. And, you know, I want to walk in health, Lord. I don't want this thing to, you know, distract me. And, uh, you know, it was just an alone time with the Lord. And uh, I really felt like the Holy Spirit said to me very clearly, my word doesn't say that. And that really, you know, got my attention. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, and I, I literally opened up my Bible to Isaiah 53, you know, as if I was going to tell God and show God what his word said. And you know what? Of course, the Holy Spirit was right. His, his word does not say, by his stripes, I am healed. His word says, by his stripes, we are healed. Now, listen, this is not semantics, okay? Think about the framework of a person who believes that the gospel is just based on meeting their needs versus the framework of somebody who believes the gospel is based on ministering to many people. I think we have to define that line sometimes or we begin to convince people that it really, really is about them as opposed to God cares about you and wants to have destiny come out of you. And that's why he does certain things. I think a steady diet of programs and messages that are just based on meeting people's needs so they can have a better life is a corrupt DNA that will eventually manifest. Now, the Bible clearly teaches that we should not forget the benefits of God. Praise him and forget not all his benefits. Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health 
But here's the kicker, even as your soul prospers. So I think as we're promoting those things and teaching those things, as we should in the scripture, the blessings of Abraham, we've got to connect it not just to getting blessed, but why we're being blessed, that there's a stewardship of our blessing, that if God has been kind to us, that's so that we can be kind to somebody else in turn. I don't think it's just a technicality. I think it's a very fine line. In reading through the book of Colossians, there's a number of admonitions along this line. Verse 10 says this, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In the verses leading up to this, he's talking about praying to them, for them, excuse me, that they might come into the fullness of the Spirit. But why? So that they will produce fruit. So there needs to be an expectation. Where there's no expectation, then inevitably people will turn to themselves. If you keep reading in that chapter, as you go down through, you come to verse 28. He says, we proclaim him, of course, referring to Jesus, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. In other words, the goal of those blessings is to be mature in Christ. And then he goes on and says in the next verse, for this purpose, for this purpose, I labor striving according to his power, which mightily works in me. What was the purpose Paul was talking about? to produce mature believers, not just to meet people's needs. We know that in a social setting, if we, you know, give somebody a fish rather than teaching them the fish, as the saying goes, we will never cause them to be mature. I think in some cases we replicated that wrong thinking inside the church, and it really needs to be adjusted. And what that means like in day-to-day life is not giving people what they want, but instead forcing them to follow God's plan or giving them an opportunity, I guess I should say, to follow God's plan. I remember watching an episode of The Prophet. It's a a television series, one of those rowdy shows where a business guru goes in and he looks at a business and tries to tweak it, tries to fix it. And in this episode of The Prophet, He was in Pittsburgh, my hometown, and there was a family-owned group of restaurants. Uh, They were Greek restaurants, about five of them, I believe, if I remember correctly. And uh, he could not figure out why they could not get their act together and really make a profit. And he was uh, walking up to one of the restaurants as he went around to inspect them. There was a, a little sandwich board outside the door, and it had a hamburger and French fry special. And he went in, and he said, "I, I thought this was a Greek restaurant. And they said, well, it is. He said, well, why are you, why do you have a sign outside advertising hamburgers and French fries? And the guy said, well, that seems to be what people want. (laughs) Well, this business guru quickly said, listen, what we've got to give them is a taste of really good Greek food. And so when they want that, they'll come here. That's what we do. We're a Greek restaurant. We're not McDonald's. We're not Wendy's. We're not Burger Kings. We're not in the hamburger business. We're in the Greek food business. And I think sometimes the church has got to remind ourselves sometimes we're not in the humanistic centered business. We're in the Christ exalting business. 
And everything we do, whether it's meeting needs, whether it's helping the poor, whether it's clothing the naked, whether it's counseling the bereaved, whether it's, you know, reaching out to the community, whatever we're doing, we're doing all in word and deed in the name of Jesus. We meet the needs on the way to a greater destination. Jesus met needs. Jesus fed the 5,000 so that they could hear the word. That's what he did. And I think we should be blessed enough in our own personal life that if we come across a need, that we're able to meet that. And uh, I would put it like this. I put this in my notes. Are we focused on misery or are we focused on mission? In other words, is our whole ministry or a large part of it just focused and directed by the latest thing that goes wrong? Having said that, I think we need to respond to wrong things. After all, the network-related pastors, which I'm one of the leaders in, uh, you know, we have a great disaster relief ministry. We have a trailer that's all outfitted, and it's got every tool in the book, and we organize teams, and we go down, and we blow things out. But we just don't do that uh, to make people feel good. The first thing we do is our strategy is we find a church that's been affected by the natural disaster, and we want to get that church up and running so that it can do the multiplied ministry that we can never do in that area. So we go to that pastor, we say, okay, does your church need help? And then the next thing down is we focus on the church leaders because the church leaders have got to be patching the roof up and there's uh, they're missing opportunities to minister to people, then that's not being effective. So in that disaster relief, we're not just meeting a need, we're really pushing a purpose as we go down the road there. In other words, training people for the work of the ministry. I was thinking about this, you know, in the scripture, both Old and New Testament, there's something called alms, and that is the giving to the poor. That is a setting aside money to just to bless people, to encourage people. If you think about that from God's vantage point, why was the alms offer separating? Why, why didn't that come out of the tithe? Because the tithe was for the work of the ministry. The tithe was to empower the Levites. And so it is today, I think, is the main purpose of that. But the alms were, were a special offering given so that the funds that were directed toward the Great Commission would not be just motivated or moved by needs. Let me give you this as a last check down on this. Even looking at our vision statements, are they really more Christ-centered or man-centered? Are we talking about touching the needs of people or performing the purposes of God? I'm not saying the two are mutually exclusive. I'm just saying if we're going to do the one well, meeting the needs of people, then Christ has got to be the center of it. Maybe it's time to take a real good look at the DNA of our church and really ask ourselves some question, are we really purpose-driven or are we need-focused? Hey, this is Keith Tusi. Share this podcast with somebody. It might be a blessing. I think uh, some of the things I threw out here are certainly good fodder for some interesting discussions. And I'm going to trust you to have those discussions with the right people. But God bless you. Thanks for being with me for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith had a discussion on church building. He asked the question, are we purpose-driven or need-focused? Yes, we meet needs. Jesus fed the 5,000. He did that so that they could hear the word. We meet the needs on the way to a great destination.
Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.